and welcome back to the Afrocentrist Podcast. My name is Ejiro Osakede and I'm delighted to have you here or to be with you today. You know, I'm always delighted. Anytime it's time for me to just talk to you people, to share with you people, I am just always delighted to do that. And it's a pleasure to be here again on your screen or in your ears if you're listening to this podcast. So welcome to today's episode. Now, like I said initially at the beginning of the month, that I'm dedicating the whole of March to my sisters around the globe. Yeah! Yes, 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 yes. It's Women's Day on the 8th of March. We know that International Women's Day, but see, we just decided, you know what, the whole of March is about women. <laughs> so I'm celebrating women all through this month, okay? And today on the show, I have a sister from Kenya. Oh my gosh. And I'm so excited to share her with you today. So let me just quickly read her bio and then I'll bring her on board. Her name is Mita Hongu, and she's a community builder and founder at Binti, a multicultural movement that seeks to disciple, encourage, empower, and uplift women through the gospel's truth and the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this. <laughs> she's also a researcher, having authored scholarly work in the field of leadership. She uses a background in psychology and music, leadership studies, and her lived experiences to inspire women to live authentically from the inside out. Originally from Kenya, she, her husband, and their daughter currently call Dubai home. Oh my God. You see, the part that tickles me most is the fact that she also wants to inspire women. And if you've been following my work on social media, or if you've been following me on social media and following my posts since I resumed from my social media sabbatical leave, <laughs> you would notice that, you know, one of the reasons I do what I do is to inspire people. And what I do really is help people share their inspiring stories. And so I'm so pumped up for this episode today as we share and coast along with my sister, Nita Hongu, talking about how to manage your different roles as a woman. Man, you know they call women beings of multitasking, like we are very great at multitasking, yeah? So today we're going to be discussing how to manage all those roles, your role as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, as a wife, as a boss, as an employee, as a leader, as a community leader, as in, it's just so much, okay? So we're going to be talking how to manage that, and I'm just so happy and excited about this one. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a bottle of water, if that is what works for you, and then let us dive into the conversation. I'll be right back with my guest. Welcome back. And as you can see, my guest is here. First of all, let me love up on her head gear. Girl, I love it. Thank you. I am representing Africa all the way. Okay. <laughs> so good to see you, sister. Thank so good you. to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on this amazing. Thank you for saying yes to share your story with us, yes. okay? And to share your wealth of knowledge with us. So please tell us a little more about you, sis. Um, I am a wife. I am a mother to an amazing daughter. I, we just moved to Dubai like four years ago. And I have been trying to navigate life in Dubai and trying to be creative at the same time, um, build a community of sisterhood and um, support my husband who is in ministry work. 
and bring up our daughter in the best way I know without the community that I was used to back home in Kenya. So that's just me in a nutshell. Yeah, I love um, bring people together and I love to inspire women especially. And so that is my my heart and that is my mission for Binti, as you've heard earlier. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Have you, all, have you ever, you know, been asked, like when you talk to people and they're like, I don't get it. Why do you have your nose pierced? Why, like, how can you be a Christian and do that? Have you ever had that kind of question yeah. before? Oh yeah, all the time. I've always. Do you tell them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I. For me, it's it's a way of expressing my myself, my personality, and when even when we talk about being an authentic woman, this is mm. part of me showing up authentically as as the person that God created with, being artsy and being wild and. And I think God knows me best because he created me the way he did with all the desires inside of me. And that is, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. See, let me just give you a hint here. You see Nita here. She's my prayer partner. She's my soul sister. And I don't know, I don't know how else somebody can be spiritual, right? So, just let's listen to, you know, just, just let's enjoy this conversation. So Nita, as a woman, you just said now that you've been in Dubai for a while, for like for four years, you know, living in Kenya where you grew up and you're used to that community. And coming to Dubai that is so diverse and so transit where when you're trying to, the moment you're trying to settle down to probably form a bond with somebody, you hear the person is leaving. <laughs> and it's just so yeah. hard having to say goodbye so often. And then yeah. combining that with your creativity and the things that, you know, God has called you to do. How are you able to manage this? Yeah, I think for the first couple of years, I wasn't, honestly. And I think I can get real with you, EJ, and say that um, I really struggled with the move. And um, yeah, research shows that people who move outside their home countries will struggle for the first, sometimes it takes six to 12 months and for others even longer. And I think it took longer because we moved here and then we just got a baby. And so it was so many things, so many transitions, transition upon transition. And yeah. I can say honestly that for the past, for the first couple of years, I was struggling and then at some point, I just stopped in my tracks and I said, you know what, um, we're not leaving Dubai anytime soon. So I better just get used to our lives here, um, not having that community back home in, in, in Kenya, Africa, and just being able to say that I can actually begin to build a community of women around me. And I call them wonder women because it's not easy to, <laughs> to leave your home of origin and then set up home somewhere completely out of, you know, what you're used to. Um, mm. And about the way Dubai is very transitionary. Um, some friends that I've had, very close friends, have had to leave the country. Um, and so it is uh, increasingly hard to say that uh, you, you have to get used to it. You get used to it and then again, one of your friends leaves. So I think for me being able to manage the sense of things just are not are consistently up in the air has been has been of help to me. Yeah. So what are some of those things? Like at that point where you found, you know what? I just have to figure out a way to manage all of this. The transition from being, yeah. you know, a new married person to a mom in a new place. And I know like it's a different ball game when you're back home, right? Yeah. Once you give birth, especially your first baby, like you are, you don't, you don't handle anything. Like you don't, 
need to lift a finger because there will be everybody around you to help you do this and that, to help you take care of the baby. But here you are in a new place with new people, no family, no community yet. And then you have to go through this transitioning state of being a mom alone. Yeah. What, at what point, you know, did you switch and what helped you? What are some of the steps, you know, that you took to say, okay, these are some systems that I put in place to help yeah. me manage whole craze. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like you're right, like back home, I would leave my daughter with, uh, you know, family and, and go off and enjoy a date with my husband. And here you you have that the childcare is so expensive. Uh, preschool is so, so expensive. Um, and so some of the ways that I think I have been able to manage that space is being creative and pouring my creativity into something, into a project that is um, mm. working. And something that you can see is actually bringing fruit. So for me, that was working on my website from scratch. And um, building that website has been like a lifeline for me, being able to... Wow, you build web you built your website. built my website, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, yeah, tell me. Yeah, so for me, that was one of the ways that I, I being creative and just pouring myself into a project was really helpful. Another way was, um, again, as I said, um, building a sense of community around me and, and just mm. talking to people about the space that I'm in and not keeping quiet about, uh, you know, my struggles or the fears or, you know, the lack of community around me. So just getting in touch with old friends and saying, hey, would you like to have a Zoom call, especially because of the pandemic, um, and being able to say, let's share our life experiences and just be an encouragement to each other. So that was one of the other ways that um, you know, I was able to do that. Um, and also getting help. I think for us, it was uh, being able to say, please support me. Please help me. I am struggling. I am drowning. Uh, I need your help. And so that was, those are some of the things that I can say have really helped me. Yeah. I'm going to take you on that last one. I think that is <laughs> one big one that a lot of women, you know, kind of struggle with, especially women of color or, you know, African women, yeah. right? Because I think we grew up with this sense of when you ask for help, you are weak, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. that sense like, so if I ask for help, then that means I'm a pest or how did you, now, let me ask like this. Have you always been comfortable with asking for help? Or did you have to grow into that when you saw that? See, there is no help. I have to find a way to ask for it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things that there's a myth. And I think it's a myth. It's a strong Black woman myth. And it's you. you th we think about our parents. And one of the things that I hear from women back home is, you know, a woman from my, especially from my culture, is that a woman is strong. A woman doesn't cry. If you have problems in your marriage, in your marriage, you keep it in your home and you don't talk about it. You know, but that is a myth. And I think breaking away from those kind of thoughts has been able has helped me be able to just get into a space where I say, you know what, I am actually at this point in time, if I don't get the help that I need, I will go under, and I will not be able to be a support for my daughter or a support for my husband. So I think for me, it was digging deep and saying that actually I need that support. I need that help and getting to that place where um, realizing that it's actually like your words, you're not a pest for asking for help. You're actually, it's okay to be vulnerable as a woman and it's okay to be vulnerable, especially as a black woman and, and seek out that support and help. 
Awesome. Yes, I like that. But also, I'm just going to ask again, because I know that I've been in a situation where it feels like for some reason, you know, there is this desert experience that people have, and it feels like they are going through a very hard time and is lingering than, the ex than expected, right? So in that situation, that person kind of feels, oh my God, am I going to ask for help again? How am I going to ask for help again? Because it just feels like, you know what, I'm just bugging these people. And how does that kind of woman deal with that, you know, when the desert um, situation or desert season is taking longer than she expects? How is she able to keep her head above water and keep asking for help? Because I feel yeah. like a lot of people um, in that kind of situation just eventually think like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a pest. Like every day I keep asking for help. When am I going to be the one to help others? And because of that, they just kind of go back into their shells and you know what, just you know what, let me just try and handle it. And like you said, if you don't now get that help that you need, it might eventually go under. So, but how do you, how would you say that a woman in that kind of situation should keep her head above water to still keep reaching out for help even as they need it because it's taking longer than you expect? Mm, two things. I think the first one is to have self-compassion to know that seasons in life come and go, and some seasons may just take longer. So being able to recognize that you're, you're in a season that has taken longer than you, you would like it to, but there's fruit and there's blessing in every season. Um, like you said, being able to be in that season sets you up then to help other women who are actually going through the same kind of thing. So it's in a sense, it's, it, it's saying, God allows us to go through some seasons so that we can step up and be an encouragement to other women. Um, and secondly, just knowing who, <laughs> who you can be vulnerable with, because not everyone will understand your situation. Uh, mm -hmm. Being able to say, oh, EJ, I know if I call out to EJ, she will, she will understand me. No questions asked. You know, she will come through for me, she will sort me out. And that's the kind of friendship I think every woman needs, you know, a, a friend that will allow you to be vulnerable in every state that you show up in. And again, going back to that place of being authentic as a woman and not hiding parts of you that are actually hurting or wounded. Yeah, so that those are the two things that I would say, yeah. I love it. I love it. That's, I hope that that liberated somebody like you are not a pest and it's okay. You're not alone in that situation where your desert season is just lingering and it feels like, oh my God, what's going on? Am I going to keep asking? Am I going to be, am I going to be dependent all my life? You know, just hang in there, but just be discerning of who you can be vulnerable with so that you don't now get into the wrong hands so yeah. i'll also ask this question for the stronger women right the ones who <laughs> are never breaking <laughs> yeah for the real strong black women yeah. yes <laughs> how are they able to use their strength right for some reason i don't know i'm not sure if there is totally that one woman who never breaks like who is yeah. like all rounded, but if there is, and this person is listening to this now, how can they, you know, administer their strength to help other women who are not as strong and as bold as they are? Yeah, um, a couple of ways come to mind. A volunteer, volunteer at your local church. Um, for example, the church that I go to has a ministry that uh, caters to people who are struggling. So that's one of the ways that I can think of, and it doesn't have to be in the church. It can be in 
a parachurch organization, it can be in any other kind. Um, so that's one of the ways that I think um, being able to be a strong woman and supporting other women can really be of help to them. Um, another way is to ask, ask your sisters, you know, I think one of the things that we, we're always like, how are you? You're doing good? Okay. And then we just move on. But sometimes <laughs> our sisters are really struggling and they, and if you can just dig a little bit deeper, deeper and ask, how are you really doing? You know, can I, how can I be there for you? How can I support you? You know, that's one of the, the ways that I think a strong black woman can support their sister. I love it because I know I've been in that situation where, you know, you just ask, how can I pray for you? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need prayers in this place, in this place, I think the other yeah. And it yeah. just feels good, you know, when you have somebody just spring up and just offer to pray for you. I mean, prayer might just be something that is like just prayers, but there's also in that, in that for me, from my own experience is that in that moment where we pray together about a certain thing, the question still comes up like, is there any other way that yeah. I can support you? Yeah. And then sometimes I just, you know, get the help that I need for that season. So sisters, the whole point of this discussion, one of the points in this discussion is that please do not be silent. You are not alone. You are never alone. And you know, I, 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 I kind of mentor some young ladies and I've heard one of them say to me, and she's like, ah, no, that she, she just likes to keep to herself oh, because everywhere she goes, like even in the church vicinity, like people just, by the time you tell them something that is happening to you, before you know it, they're talking about it around so that she just likes to keep to herself that she doesn't like groups. She doesn't like to belong to communities. And I'm like, girl, you are missing because there, there are a whole lot of safe communities out there. You just need to be in the right one. Yeah. You just need to be in the one that is safe, where you can be vulnerable and people will just rally around you without even knowing you from anywhere. Yeah. They'll just rally around you and say, oh my God, you're going through this. Okay, I think this can help. I think this is a resource that helped me through my time. Okay, this is something that I've gone through and this is what helped me and all of that. And they share. And she was, she was literally shocked. Like, really? There are places that say, ha, I pray I'll find something like that. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so let me ask, like, how do women get into such, com like, how, how should they search for such communities where it's a safe haven for them to be themselves, for them to be themselves, for them to be able to be vulnerable, to ask for help, to ask for suggestion, to give their suggestion, because there's also that part where it's not even about you asking, it's about you knowing that I have something that I can give to my world, but who's going to listen like, who's going to care? So how do women navigate that? Yeah, I think the easiest way is to find communities around you, like your church, for example. Um, churches are always running programs that have, you know, this community-based, uh, you know, women can come together and chat and be an encouragement to each other. Um, another way is seeking them out, even on, uh, you know, social media, following people who are influential, maybe in the in the areas that you are interested in, and then finding out who are these people following and uh, are there communities attached to these people that I can, you know, I can get into. So some of the ways that I have personally gotten into community has been, for example, asking you, EJ, are there women communities around my area, you know, who can, I can be a part of and who I can network and, and then entering those groups and showing up, you know, 
authentically in those groups. So there are so many ways that women can actually plug in into these groups. But on the flip side, um, as women, we we have been, I think history has shown that sometimes we can we can pull down other women with our words. And mm-hmm. it, it would be important to say that um, finding a community of safe people. And when I say safe people, it's people who can keep your secrets, people who will not turn the other side and, and you know give all your stories to someone else. Being able to be a safe place is something that um, is important for us women to pick up and say, you know, as, as you come to me and speak to me about something that's really close to your heart, I will honor your, your information and I will keep it safe with me. And I will pray for you and I will not spew it out to, you know, anyone who comes around me saying, oh, sister so-and-so is struggling, you know, that's none of their business. But my business as a child of God and as a daughter of the King and as your sister is to keep safe everything that you give to me and to pray for, you know. So that's one of the things that I would encourage our, our listeners to, you know, be safe. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. So can you tell me, are there any projects? Because I see you are creative and that's how, <laughs> that's one way that you've been able to manage all your different roles. So tell us, what creative things are you working on currently? Ah, wow. Um, like I said earlier, I'm working on the website, on my website. You can find it at nitahungu.com. Um, but the website is coming up in a few weeks time. So hopefully you'll be able to catch it. Um, Secondly, I've been working on some courses, uh, like we talked earlier about uh, the program I'm running called Binti, and Binti is just Swahili for daughter. And I think about uh, (laughs) all the women who come around this program being the daughters of of God, you know, daughters of a king. Um, And so some of the courses that we've actually run are on the Book of Ruth, uh, the biblical Book of Ruth. We've done a study on Elijah, uh, the prophet in the Bible, we actually just finished, done and dusted. We finished the last course that we, the first course that we started this year is on um, worship. So just teaching different worship teams and different individuals about what it takes to be a worship leader and how you can engage with God in worship in a congregational setting. So that's, those are some of the courses that I have lined up for this year as well. Um, in addition to that, I'm hoping to start a course on uh, postpartum women just talking about the challenges of being a, a, a mom and again, talking about the roles that pull uh, on either side of, of a woman. Um, and lastly, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to do a course on creative, being a creative, especially if you feel that you are stuck and you need that extra help to just you know start a project. So those are some of the, the things I've been working on. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I love them. So um, I know you sing as well. How's the music yeah. thing going for you in all of this? Um, I can say that I put a, a little pause on music so that I could get this other projects on their feet. But I'm actually in the process of trying to get my music back out there, especially in the Kenyan market, because some of the music is in Swahili. So yeah, so that's that's how it's been. I was in the worship team in my local church as well, and I took a step back as well because of um, the project that I'm running with BT. Yeah, so that's how the music scene is going for me. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. So if people wanted to connect with you and say, you know what, um, would like to just know more about you outside of um, visiting, what's the, um, that's nita.ungu.com. Nitahungu.com. 
So www.nikahungu.com. Okay, I'm going to have that in the description of this video and of the podcast, but also is how can people follow you on social media? Are you active there? Yes, please do. I share inspirational and educational content almost every day on my Instagram account, and it's Nita Hungu. Um, you can also write me an email if you're a woman and you are needing to be in a community. We have a community at Binti, and I would love you to be part of that. You can write me at binti at nitahungu.com. And I will awesome. be open to hear from you. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, Nita is a great listener. She's a great support system. Like, I'm not even saying this because she's here, but she is. And every time I just, you know, think about her, my heart leaps for joy. There are times that we wouldn't even be in touch for a while. And then I would, like... I just know that the list was like, have you checked on Nita? I'm like, oh, <laughs> hi, sis, what's up? How are you doing? <laughs> but she's a great, she's a great soul sister. Thank you so much, sister, for being here today. Thank yes. you for sharing your time with us and for taking out time out of your busy schedule to come share with this community. Um, I wish you all the very best with all your projects and all your courses. And I pray that, you know, um, everybody that's going to partake of those courses would have, you know, that transformation happen for them. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me, EJ. <laughs> really love Thank it. you so much. All right. So guys, I come your way again next week with another woman. It is me saying have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.